another great edition of Strong Style, Impact Media's weekly dive into the worlds of professional wrestling and MMA, and some other combat sports occasionally. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome in. Uh, interesting week. And the reason I say that is uh, great wrestling action. Uh, the only MMA that was going on was the 1FC uh, stuff overseas, which which was fun, fantastic. Um, but uh, the UFC is, is going to do us one better, and they have a big event coming up this weekend that we will get into shortly. But first, if you would like to uh, support the show, Give us a question, comment, suggestion, rating, review, any of that fun stuff. You can uh, do that where you get a podcast, such as Podcast One, the iTunes Store, and other fun places, Spotify, all those places. If there is a place you get a podcast that we are not at, please let us know. We will rectify that very soon. We want to be everywhere. We want to be easy access to you guys. Uh, if you would like to email the show, 3endzone at gmail.com. I do re- personally reply to every single one of them. Yep, even the bad ones. Not that, not that many bad ones. Appreciate it. Also, if uh, you want to find us on Facebook, you can look up uh, Jeremy York. You can look up Strong Style, Board Check, That Sports Show, Impact Media. Any of that should easily find us. If not, once again, email us. Send us a message, something, find us. Um, and what am I missing? Oh, in case uh, we are on Twitter, Team Impact Media will find all the show links. Uh, for the show links and more than that, the Impact 99 on Twitter, TikTok, Triller, and Instagram will find myself. And... I feel like I, I feel like we got everything. We get everything. Producer Sass is giving me the, uh, giving me the go ahead. So it looks like we are good. Like I said, tons of great wrestling action. Got a couple pay per views coming up this weekend. We will talk about. But first, just because there wasn't any MMA action outside of one FC, there is UFC coming up this weekend, and that is UFC Fight Night, Cyril Gon versus Tai Tuivasa. Yep, the uh, methodical assassin versus the uh, celebrator of the Shoei. Now let's 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 talk about that one real quick. What do we know about Cyril Gon? He is very methodical, very cerebral. He very much, very much likes to uh, pick you apart, get in, get out, get in, get out, get in, get out. It does leave him vulnerable at times for uh, to get caught. It happens. But to see what Cyril Gaon has done to people like Derek Lewis and others, uh, there's a reason why he is the uh, minus 575 favorite. Yeah. Uh, Tai Tuivasa at plus 425, I would say that is worth throwing some money down because he has more than a puncher's chance. Tai is a... Just not even a brawler. He is a big shot artist. He is good at finding those spots when you leave yourself vulnerable 
and making you pay for it. For some reason, everybody has given Cyril Gone the, the, the go-ahead nod like this fight is already over. Uh, Tai Tuivasa still has a pretty good shot to win this one. He, he might have to change up his game a little bit, but skills-wise, obviously skills-wise, Cyril Gone gets the nod. When you get power and uh, big shot ability, then uh, Tai Tuivasa does. Who would I say potentially wins this one? I mean, you you got to lean to Cyril a little bit, and, and I like Cyril Gone because I believe the only person who has beat him is uh, Nganu. Yeah, if, if you're going to have a loss, that's that's not a bad one to have. I mean, he still lost, but <laughs> uh, yeah, scary. Tai Tuivasa. Like I said, at plus 425, it's worth throwing down uh, a small one-unit bet. One unit is uh, whatever you deem it to be. If uh, if a lot of people would say that's $100, there's a lot of people would say maybe that's $10. I don't know your budget. Uh, I like to say on the smaller side of things, if it were me, if I were to go to a place like uh, our good friends at betonline.net, if they're giving me plus four twenty-five, I, I would throw I would throw it out a ten dollar bet. I think a ten dollar bet gets you, I think it gets you four twenty-five. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's how that works. So I could be wrong. It could get you forty-two dollars, but uh, I'll still take that. That's a it's a good good quality good quality bet there, and like I said, Ty has every bit of opportunity to win this. So. Uh, Cyril will more than likely methodically just try to break Ty's game apart, but this being a main event, keep this in mind, guys. This is five rounds, scheduled for five rounds. I don't think this goes past three. One or the other is going to find a way out of it. They don't want to go five. Uh, by the way, the whole card, ESPN Plus, I believe, almost almost the entire card. Looks like a couple smaller fights, maybe not so much, but the rest of it, ESPN Plus. That is this weekend. Uh, should be fun. Uh, some of the other main card fights, Robert Whitaker versus Marvin Vittori. Whitaker is the slight favorite at minus 220. That is a good bet if you want to throw down a unit or so there. Uh, also, if you want to take the underdog, Marvin Vittori is plus 180. And this fight is 50-50 to me. Roger Whitaker is probably the best overall fighter of the two. But Marvin Vittori always, he's like Conor McGregor. It doesn't matter if he's the favorite or not. He, he finds ways to put himself in winning situations. And uh, I think Marvin, if he wants to uh, use a little bit of speed, a little bit of agility, I, I think he can uh, get the better of, of Robert in that one. That is my potential pick. Uh, I like Vittori in that one. Uh, Alessio Dettirico against Roman Kopilov in the middleweight division. They are both minus 110. That means it is practically a coin flip and Vegas sees it no other way. Um, I don't know a lot about either fighter. That normally means I would stay away from this particular thing, but um, it's one of those, if you're feeling pretty good, maybe you had a pretty good night, you want to live bet it. Right before it starts, if you see something here or there, maybe jump on it, but at minus 110 for either one of them, uh, pick your favorite. Um, I'd say take Elysio. Just, just randomly, just for some reason, Elysio jumps out to me. For no other reason than that, which is why 
you shouldn't bet based off things like that. Um, John Magdesi, Magdesi, am I saying that right? Yeah. Versus Nasrat Hakuras. Uh, you got to take Nasrat in this one. He is the minus 220 favorite. Uh, John Magdesi, Magdesi is the plus 180 uh, dog in that one. But uh, Nasrat, uh, I think, is the slightly better fighter, and he is going to. Um, I think he's going to try to find a submission somewhere. Just, just I don't know, kind of random, but uh, I think Nasrat is going to try to find the submission, but he's going to try to end this early as well. And then, that's got to, maybe there's six on the main card. Uh, William Gomez is the minus 220 favorite over uh, Yarno Irons. He's plus 180. Uh, I think you take w uh, William Gomez in this one. I think they're going to try to stay on their feet. They're going to try to strike, and the strike battle, in my opinion, should go Williams' way. And then the final on the yeah, it's got to be the final main card fight is Charles Jordan, Eric Jordan, against Nathaniel Wood. Uh, Jordan is the minus 140 favorite, plus 120 for Nathaniel Wood. Yep, that one's pretty close. That's a 60-40 split, basically, in betting terms. Um, I think Nathaniel Wood actually has a good chance to beat Jordan, but if I have to pick, I am taking Jordan in that particular fight. Now, look, a lot of people say, well, fight night, and they haven't fought in a couple weeks. Uh, how, how big is this card? Um, Joaquin Buckley is on the undercard. He is going to take uh, Nasruddin Imovov. That's going to be fun. You got Benoit St. Denis. Denise against Gabriel Miranda uh, and Stephanie Edgar versus Aylin Perez is the opener in the women's featherweight. That's that's how big this card is. You got big names all up and down. Plus, as you guys have found out here recently, just because you don't know people's names doesn't mean they're not going to be incredible fights. A lot of times they're better when you don't know who they are. But... That's all the, the fighting for now. So let's move on to let's move on to AEW Dynamite. Let's start there, right? Uh, we get we get a, a weird exchange between uh, Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, and Daniel Garcia. It's where Garcia seems like he's being pulled back and forth between does he stay in Jericho's uh, Appreciation Society or does he go to the Blackpool Combat Club with Danielson or does he just does he just kind of do his own thing and freelance? I mean he doesn't really fit the JAS. He definitely fits more with what Danielson and Moxley do in their group but it's okay if he freelances too. I just I think he should get away from the JAS I think he's learned a lot, but he just doesn't fit. He doesn't fit. So we'll see what they do with that particular thing. Uh, it also involved Jake Hager, who come down and attacked Danielson. Uh, just maybe it got Jake on TV because it, it really didn't mean much. Uh, we got Dax Harwood versus Jay Lethal. This match was really good, as it should have been. These are two great wrestlers. 
Uh, Lethal ends up with the win in it, but Dax Harwood is proving that if he ever wanted to make a singles run, that uh, that that possibility is 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 definitely there. Uh, we see Thunder Rosa, who tells us, unfortunately, that uh, she is injured, and so she is having to somewhat give up the title until she is healed. But that is going to give us a fatal four-way that uh, at. What is the pay-per-view called? It is coming up this weekend. At AEW All Out, I will tell you about the Fatal 4-Way in that one. That is going to be uh, incredible. Just just incredible. Um, in a weird match, Colton Gunn with his brother Austin at ringside took on Billy Gunn. Uh... It's good that, that Colton got a win. He got it over his dad. It was a good match. It was a good, solid match. Billy did a good job of making his kid look good. Uh, Stokely Hath Hathaway come down later on. It looks like he has gotten the gun club as part of, of his ever-growing stable. That that could be interesting. That could help him a lot. And, uh, of course, he acclaimed him down to uh, kind of even the odds and things like that. And... Um, Swerve Keith Lee come down as well, I guess, to get their appearance in because it didn't mean much beyond that. Um, what else do we have? We finally got Moxley versus Punk, title versus title to unify the belts. And then the weird thing happened with this, and the weird thing that happened was that Punk suddenly like went to plant his foot, the one he just had surgically repaired, and uh, he just was never the same for the remaining minutes of the match because it was a squash after that. It looked like injury, and then it, the match ended early, like a go-home early. But, I mean, there's a lot of speculation that uh, Punk's not the happiest person, and he's threatening to go home and these kind of things. I, I don't see that as a thing. Um, there, There's a potential thing where there would be a where there would be a return match at all out this weekend where punk would uh, basically win the belt back I, but I don't they said that you know, maybe this is a moxley power play that he would win it there easily and then lose the bigger match later and it, I, I don't know this it's a mess. Another personal to Moxley, Punk should be the champion so that they can do a lot of the stuff they wanted to do before he got hurt. And then uh, move on from there. If you want to get back to Moxley or whoever, I mean, Moxley is always a good champion. But uh, I, I would let Punk have his run. And then I, I think at that point, Punk is just going to go after the fun matches. I don't, I don't think he really... I don't think he's he's really wanting to have like a four-year title run or something anymore. You know, it's just it's it's not the same. He just I think he wanted to prove he could still do it. He had definitely done that, and now he goes after fun matchups. I, I think that's what could happen. Um, Will Ospreay and Aussie Open, otherwise known as United Empire, defeated Death Triangle in the trios tournament to advance. I believe they're going to face 
uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, otherwise known as the Elite. That's going to be uh, just spectacular because some of the best matches I've seen in the past handful of years involved Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega and a lot of their stuff they did in New Japan. It, uh, it's Plus, when you add Aussie Open and the Young Bucks, that is six people who are some of the best in the world. So that matchup is going to be just off the charts insane. Uh, AEW Rampage. you got the House of Black versus the Dark Order for the Trios Tournament. Um, good assist to Miro, who distracted the House of Black as the Dark Order, which is, of course, Johnny Hungy. It is uh, 10, otherwise known as Preston Vance. And uh, Reynolds, fun trio, Dark Order, they are going to advance. What am I missing? Okay, it's it. So they're not at this moment. They're not going to have the trios. Oh, no, they are going to. They just haven't announced it yet, I guess. Because this week uh, they will determine the uh, the two teams that will meet in the trios uh, final there. Yeah, they're going to have it this week. Okay, I see that now. Like I said, right now it's going to be United Empire versus the Elite. And Dark Order versus all best friends. I forgot about them. Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta. That's going to be a lot of fun. What is going to be the best final of those? Um, the Elite. Probably best friends. That would be my guess. Uh, what else was there on Rampage? We also had Darby and Sting did come down as well. Looks like House of Black versus Miro, Darby and Sting is going to be something they pursue going forward if it is a six-man or whatever. I don't know that it will be on All Out because there's already the Trios Finals and there's already another six-man match on there. I see that start sparking up uh, probably next week. But a good call by my uh, good buddy and fan of the show, James, who predicted that particular trio versus trio, I don't know, a month out, a month ago. Good call. Ryan Nemeth come out and uh, got to run his mouth longer than Wardlow allowed him to be in the match. Wardlow picks up an easy win there. Uh, Ryan Nemeth, by the way, is a solid performer. He is the little brother of Dolph Ziggler. And uh, he's... He's kind of carving out his own niche, and I, and I like that. He's not trying to be a carbon copy of his brother, which I'm not sure he could be. Uh, standout wrestler, though, he, he's he's got he's got a future if if he uh, keeps on the path he's on. And what else do we have? Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs beat a guy named Alton Day. It's probably the only show that is going to mention Alton Day more than once. Shout out Alton Day! You get it three times. You're welcome, buddy. Uh, Ty Mello, she is not Ty Conti anymore, she's Ty Mello, which makes no sense because she married 
Sammy Guevara. Figure that one out. Anyway, Ty and Sammy took on Ruby Soho and Ortiz. And with the help of Anna, because why use all your talent when you can just have the help of a cheating friend? Uh, Sammy ends up with the pinfall when him and uh, Ty Conti, or Ty Mello rather, keep their AAA mixed tag belts. Didn't know there was such a thing. And then, in what ended up being a very, very good main event, we got Claudio Castanoli defend the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship against the natural Dustin Rhodes. Dustin said he's never been able to be world champ. He wanted to get the opportunity. Claudio said, let's go. And outside what ended up being a, a, a fun but scary moment where Claudio went to leapfrog a running Dustin, and Dustin didn't duck quite enough and inadvertently caught his uh, head in a not-so-fun place on Claudio. Uh, Claudio recovered, ended up winning the match there, but hey, this was really, really good. People do not give these two enough credit, and they should. They are really, really good. And, uh, of course, Claudio retains, as I said. Now, while we're at it, let's get into... Let's get into the all-out pay-per-view this Sunday. We'll go through those matches, then we'll hop into WWE, talk Clash of the Castle, things like that. Um, all-out. Here are the matches they have scheduled. From New Japan, Tomohiro Ishii is going to be facing Eddie Kingston. Eddie, the recently reinstated Eddie Kingston. He got suspended for... Some sort of altercation with Guevara in the back. I don't, uh, nothing personal, but sometimes Eddie gets a little too excited and uh, makes some, some weird choices. So, um, of course, the trios final for the belts is going to be there as well. I told you the four teams still involved in that. The other six-man tag team match is going to be Wardlow and FTR, which is Caf Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood are going to face Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns, otherwise known as Chris Saban and Alex Shelley. This one is going to be spectacular. And they're going to be all over the place. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's weird that Jay Lethal is suddenly teaming with other people other than uh, Singh and Sanjay Dutt. But it is what it is. This actually makes a better match. Here's the four-way that I was I was telling you about, or that I was mentioning earlier. Unfortunately, with Thunder Rosa out, she can't take on Tony Storm to defend her belt. So instead, we're doing an interim title. Tony Storm absolutely qualifies in because she was supposed to be in the match. Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, come on down. You're in the match. What about other former women's champion? Hikaru Shida. By the way, this so far three of the of my four probably favorites in AEW. And who's the fourth? Well, how about the other person in the match, Jamie Hader? Yep, Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Jamie Hader versus Hikaru Shida. That is going to be possibly match of the night, in my opinion. It 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 has the potential to be. And I could make a case for any of the four to win. If it's just fantasy land and you get a chance to
you get a chance to you know you get a chance to uh, pick who you think should win you would think maybe Tony Storm but Britt Baker or Sheeta being former champions those make sense why not Jamie Hayter if Jamie wins now her and Britt are kind of looking at each other because even though they're teaming up uh, Britt is the leader of the little group they have of the trio they have there with Rubble Why not have Jamie Hayter win the belt and Dr. Britt Baker constantly looking at her like, uh, well, uh, you should give the title to me. Jamie could say, well, I will uh, defend it against you. But I feel like we got this the other day on Rampage, I think, where it was Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter, and that was a good match. I want to see that match somewhere down the road. Uh, there's going to be a casino ladder match where the winner receives a future AEW World Championship match. They do this at all the all-outs. Um, it's it's usually a good way. It, it's kind of like a money in the bank, but you're not cashing in like a money in the bank. You're, you're still getting your opportunity. But uh, it is what it is with that. No idea who's in it, so it, no idea who could win it. Uh, Brian Danielson is going to take on Chris Jericho in a singles match. I think Danielson will probably win, but Jericho will find an underhanded way to uh, cheat. Swerve in our glory, otherwise known as Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee, are defending the tag team belts against the acclaimed, Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. Great for the acclaimed. I would love to see them win it. Big acclaimed fan. They are one of the better acts. One, Not acts. One of the better teams and things going in AEW plus wrestling in general but I just this this just comes so far out of nowhere that they they have no real momentum outside of some wins over the gun club so swerving our glory is probably going to retain it is what it is good for them uh jungle boy versus christian cage in their little feud I don't think one match is going to determine this one they're going to probably have multiple Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. This will be a one-off. I see Ricky Starks winning this because he is the rising star. Like I said, I see a lot of Cody Rhodes in him, a lot of early Cody Rhodes in Ricky Starks, and I look forward to this singles run he is going to have. Uh, and then we are also going to get Jade Cargill versus Athena for the TBS championship. I think it would be a great time for a different winner there. Jade Cargill finally getting her first loss. Have it be Athena. Athena is is a big time player. People know who she is. She has a name. So that could be fun. And uh, let me address this rumor as well while we're still on AEW. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Anybody remember him? MJF. Ever since he did his little pipe bomb tirade a couple, we uh, a couple months ago, nobody's seen him. Nobody in AEW has really talked to him much. There is a rumor he could be returning soon. Um, first of all, they could use him. Second of all, he could use them. He, To start with, when he went on his little tirade, I could argue that AEW needed him more than he needed AEW. There's a big rumor that he wants to take a big check and go to WWE. He would have to water down and tone down a lot of stuff he does, so I'm not sure if he really wants to do that. And also, since his little hiatus... He now needs AEW about as much as they need him. 
So we'll see what happens. I don't know any more than the than the rumor. So uh But that's all out. And before we get into WWE and the rest, let's hear a a little bit about our good friends at betonline.net. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back. Remember to visit our friends at BetOnline.net. They absolutely just absolutely have one of the, one of the better websites. And uh, overall, you know, business models and everything, they do a lot of the research for you. They've got the articles, they've got the podcast, uh, things like that. They do a lot of the research and the work for you so that you can just enjoy it and uh, make some friendly wagers when you are so inclined to do so. Let's get into Monday Night Raw. This Seth... And Riddle thing. Uh, first of all, Riddle is getting his name back as of this week, I believe, which is fun. Uh, but uh, it's getting super personal. They are bringing out some uh, crazy text messages that were released by Riddle's ex, who is the mother of his child, I believe. Um, they are getting into altercations in the parking lot that look a lot more real than than uh, you would think for it to be a work. I think they genuinely don't like each other. And I look forward to this. Riddle needs a big time feud like this and if anybody can, can be okay with a loss in case he does lose it will be Seth Rollins. He is in that gray area now where wins and losses don't affect his stature very much at all. But we'll see what this does. We'll see what it does this week and obviously at Clash at the Castle because they should be on a collision course at that point. Good to see Riddle back. Even though I'm not the world's biggest Riddle fan, uh, he has his place on the card. He definitely has earned his place, and uh, he's a solid performer. He's just, I mean, just not a guy I'm into. Not one of the ones that that, uh, I would pick. But, hey, it's it's not up to me. Uh, what else do we have? We had Dakota Kai and Io Sky take on uh, Alexa and Ashka in the tag team tournament. And uh, Kai and Io actually end up with the win in this one, which makes a lot of sense. They are a uh, established tag team. 
and uh, this is a good match. These are performers who really understand how things work, how to perform. Uh, also, Trish and Bianca Belair were down there, and Alexa and Oshka's side, and of course Bailey was over there with Kai and Io. Um, like I said, once again, big time, big time, big tag match, and uh, I would say Dakota Kai and Io Sky got to be the favorites to win the tag team titles and if they do that how long until Bailey gets the opportunity to go against uh, the Raw champion and you know potentially have a trio that has all the belts just like they did with Toxic Attraction in NXT that's a that would be a killer trio, or they could always do the Freebird rule where any two of the three can defend it. That'd be kind of fun too. Uh, women's division really heating up here lately, and it's mostly in the tag division, which this tournament has accomplished the last couple weeks. But it's been good. Um, Dolph took on Finn Balor. Finn ends up with the win, but hey. This was a fantastic match. Kind of tucked away at the at the early part of Raw, but this was one of the best matches of the night. Dolph, as I said before, is one of the best performers. He is he is like this generation Shawn Michaels. When the lights are on, when the lights are the brightest, so is his performance. And uh, Finn Balor is just an all-world performer as well. So anytime you get two really goods in there, you get a great match. Um... Champa and Miz took on AJ and Lashley, and AJ and Lashley end up with the win. But the weird thing was there were two particular people at ringside. Um, there was a random, turns out, MMA guy that I don't know if he's part of this thing or not. Uh, it was pretty random. But uh, he was kind of trying to mess with AJ from the crowd until he was escorted out. And then not to be outdone, at one time there was, when all that happened on one side, on the other side, one of the security guys uh, takes off his helmet and grabs the Miz and drags him off. Kind of, they said they kidnapped the Miz. I'm, I think we need to choose words a little better. Uh, don't encourage people to kidnap people, for one. But it uh, turns out it was Dexter Loomis who showed up on NXT before... I, I'm not even going to mention this on the NXT one, but just, just ties in here. Showed up on NXT to reunite with his on-screen wife, Indy Hartwell, until he was arrested for kidnapping The Miz, who did show back up this week. So we'll see what kind of comes about of that, but it's good to see Dexter Loomis back. We can see, maybe we'll figure out who this MMA guy is, that maybe he's part of WWE or part of Loomis's group, if Loomis has a group, and I, this is what made it so confusing. It's just... It didn't make sense. Um, in another just incredibly random return, Johnny Wrestling Gargano. Johnny Wrestling showed back up, said how much he missed everything, and he was so glad to be back. Of course, he was interrupted by Theory. Him and Theory are really, really good friends, or they were. Uh, it, this gives Theory a, a good opponent, and uh, Johnny Wrestling is fantastic. He's just... 
just really, really good. Uh, good to have him back. And once again, this is another Triple H uh, do good. Where under Vince, they got rid of some of these people or let them walk. Triple H takes over and hires a bunch of them back because he knows. Then the main event, we got Priest versus Edge. Where Judgment Day, Edge ends up with the win. Judgment Day comes out and attacks Edge, to which Beth Phoenix is at ringside. She jumps in the ring, and her and Edge kind of fend them all off. I think that's going to set up maybe another mixed tag match at some point down the road. Because uh, Edge has returned. We don't know for how long. But now that he has healed back up, we'll uh, kind of see where things go from there. Let's go to SmackDown. We open up with Ricochet versus Corbin. Corbin has turned into a fantastic mechanic in the ring. He definitely puts on a good show. He definitely knows how to help his opponent look as good as possible. And Ricochet is a fantastic world travel performer as well. This was a fantastic match. Um, it's kind of weird they're trying to suddenly build McIntyre. They had a couple videos about his origins, about when he got let go before. He was, you know, he was the chosen one in he was the the prodigal son in WWE and uh, he kind of squandered that away and didn't do so well so uh, it was kind of good to see that and about his origins and things like that um, it, it's just I don't, why are you trying to build it up now it's it's we're, we're like uh, a week out now it would just uh, Oh, they're trying to build him up because he's going to win at Clash of the Castle. And then him and Cross could go at each other. It just, it doesn't make sense. You built Roman up so big that right now there's nobody on the roster that makes sense to beat him. And you can't just bring in a random person. I mean, if Cody comes back, that makes sense. But Cody's not on the active roster. So I just, we'll see what they do. It was a good video. I enjoyed it. And there's another one later. I enjoyed that one too. Uh, after the video, we get... Carrying Cross and Scarlet, making, uh, you know, saying that's all fine and dandy with McIntyre, but, you know, TikTok. There was a last chance, fatal four way, to determine the other spot in the women's tag team tournament because they initially had Zoe Stark and. Nikita Lyons, who were going to be in the tournament, then they both got hurt. So they decided, well, you know what? We'll take Gigi Dolan and JC Jane of Toxic Attraction. And uh, they actually won their match, but then Gigi got hurt, so it took them back out of the match. So that uh, we had to have this fatal four way match. That was random, and out of nowhere, Natalia and Sonya end up with a short squash victory. It was kind of melee, 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 and then like two minutes later, there's like a roll-up, and, and we're done. So Natalia and Sonya earned the right to face Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah later on. Now, they took Aaliyah out early, and Raquel ended up carrying majority of the match and she ends up with the win as she drops Sonya with her uh, big choke slam powerbomb looking thing uh, so Raquel and Aaliyah 
are now in the finals, and they will face they will face EO Sky and Dakota Kai in the finals for the tag team championships. I still favor EO and Dakota, but uh, this this could be a really fun match. Aaliyah is uh, a wild card. We know what Raquel is. Aaliyah is a wild card in this, and uh, if they won, as well, I'm okay with either one of those teams because I, I see what you can do with that. Uh, Sheamus and Gunther had a showdown because they are going to face off at Clash of the Castle or Clash at the Castle for the Intercontinental title. That's going to be a killer match. It's going to really show people how good Gunther is. And it's going to remind everybody how good Sheamus is. I am all in for that matchup. And then we got McIntyre versus Sami Zayn. Of course, the bloodline come down later on. Uh, McIntyre wins the match, but uh, they were able to lay out McIntyre after that. And uh, kind of even everything back up. Let's go to NXT. No, wait. Let's getting ahead of myself. Let's go over the Clash at the Castle matches. And my quick predictions. Let's start at the bottom. Edge and Rey Mysterio with Dominic are going to face the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest with Rhea Ripley. Hard to say who's going to win this. My guess Probably Finn Balor and Damian Priest. It makes better sense if they win. Well, let's go with that. Gunther with Ludwig Kaiser is going to face Sheamus with Rich Holland and Butch. I think the smarter thing that should happen is very early in this match, the referee kicks Ludwig, Ridge, and Butch out of the match, and we get Sheamus versus Gunther, and I think Gunther is going to win. But uh, it's going to be a really, really brutal, fun match. Matt Riddle, like I said, he gets his name back. Matt Riddle is going to take on Seth freaking Rollins. I think Riddle's going to get a lot of his revenge on being able to get his hands on Seth Rollins. But I think Seth finds some underhanded way to win this. I just, it's, he's fun. He's fun that way. And, and, this, and that would prolong their feud. I think this goes maybe another pay-per-view or so. Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Oshka are going to face Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky in a six-woman six match. More than likely, Bianca Belair's team will win because she's the champ, and that, that makes the most sense. But uh, I am all about uh, Bad Bailey, of course, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. I think they're the better group, even though uh, I'm a fan of all those people. Liv Morgan is going to defend her SmackDown title against Shayna Baszler. There have been talks that Liv will have a very short run. There's also talks that uh, she could have a, a slightly lengthy run. There's a reason why they're keeping Ronda away from her, too. And remember, Charlotte is still um, out for a little bit. She will be back sooner rather than later. But uh, as much as, as Shayna probably deserves another title run, I just think it's too quick. And I think Liv is probably going to 
retain her belt there. That leads us to Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Drew McIntyre. I think this is going to be a really good match. If if it were me, I would just let the two of them hash it out. It is not up to me, so I feel like the bloodline is going to have something to do with it, and I think we could see the debut of the new member of the bloodline if they are so inclined to add him to the group. Once you guys see him, if you watch WWE content, once you guys see him, you will see who it is, and it will make a lot of sense. But uh, I'm not going to ruin it. But uh, just know it, it's going to make sense. If you think about the members of the bloodline, it's going to make a lot of sense when you see who they add. We'll put it that way. Now, let's get into NXT. We get Braun and Tyler Bate, who uh, kind of face off. They're going to unify their belts at, at uh, Worlds Collide which is coming up pretty soon. Is it this week or next? It might even be this week. I'm not sure. They they title their weekly show something different like every other week. So, uh, But what we're seeing is since they are changing focus on the NXT UK and kind of doing a WWE Europe thing instead, um, the people that they can and want to move from UK, they are moving to NXT. So you're gonna probably see some layoffs soon, which is unfortunate. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna see some some things like that, and but you're gonna see some fresh faces. A lot of people from over there, the ones they wanted to keep, they're gonna blend in as they already have. Um, Briggs and Jensen. Uh, defended their tag belts against Gallus. This was Wolfgang and Mark Coffey. Uh, Gallus actually wins, but it was uh, it, it was not, I don't think it was for the belts, or they, or they won by DQ or something like that, or Countout. They won by Countout. Um, because Pretty Deadly came out, Diamond Mind came out, and uh, it just become a melee, which tells me it's probably going to be some fatal four-way tag match somewhere down the road. Um, let's see what else was there. Indy Hartwell had a match with Blair Davenport, who apparently is uh, part of NXT UK and uh, very, very polished. And after her match, as they were interviewing her, Mandy come down, and so did uh, Miko Satanura. Miko apparently is the UK champion. Mandy is, is the NXT regular champion, and uh, Blair is the third competitor in a trios match that is coming up um, at their next big event. I don't know much about Blair except for what I saw. She was pretty good in her match. I don't know anything about Miko, but if you're the champion, it's something like NXT UK. You've got to be pretty dang good. I look forward to seeing this match. It is three completely different styles that could actually complement each other. Uh, the Dyad took on Joaquin Wilde and Cruz de la Toro. Uh, the Dyad actually wins. You know, the Dyad basically is the Grizzled Young Vets with uh, clean clean facial hair and, and just more of a cleaned up look. We knew they were going to do something with them. I'm glad they kept them around. 
uh, putting them with Gacy is interesting. It makes that a dynamic trio. And, of course, like I said, Joaquin and Cruz uh, lose. And so they are walking out of the arena when they run into uh, they run into Santos Escobar, who says, uh, yeah, I'm on my way out of leaving NXT because I lost the match, but did you think I was not going to bring my family? And they all get in the same SUV. I would be willing to bet that means a call-up. My guess to Raw, because SmackDown just got hit row back. So I could see Legato Del Fantasma on Raw pretty soon, maybe after the clash at the castle. Uh, Tyler Bate looked pretty good in his match with Von Wagner. Wagner just is, I, he's not getting any better, he's not getting any worse, he's just there. And uh, good win for Tyler Bate. And then the main event, Tiffany versus, uh, let's see, Tiffany Stratton versus Wendy Chu in a street fight where the lights were dark and it, it was weird. It was weird. It was a good match because they're both really good workers. Tiffany is, is uh, even being the newcomer, is, is getting better and better. And Wendy Chu is is uh, very, very fluid. So uh, Wendy Chu ends up with the win. Don't know what that means. Maybe their feud's over. Maybe it is not. But until then, uh, it was a good main event and a good change-up of the main event. It wasn't the same, the same things they've been doing. Moves us to New Japan, where part of the G1 uh, tournament, Will Ospreay took on Shingo Takaji. And Shingo ends up with the win in this one. He beats Will Ospreay. That is a fantastic, fantastic win for him. Um, Will Ospreay looked pretty surprised, too. Jay White took on Great Ocon, and Great Ocon tried everything he could. He is a big clearly had to be an amateur wrestler or something he is just a big bruiser of a guy and uh, Jay White was able to get the, the upper hand and get the victory and if you get a chance to watch any G1 Climax matches definitely do that it is one of the best tournaments on the planet they do a point system and then uh, into brackets and things like that it's 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 very very good um Impact Wrestling. Mia Yim and Jordan Grace, who is the heavyweight champ, or is the women's champ, rather, uh, took on Vexed, which is Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green. Vexed ends up, uh, this was a really, really good match. These four definitely should tangle up in more than just tag matches. It should be a lot of singles matches and stuff as well. Uh, Vexed ends up retaining their titles as they should. Because they're an established tag team. There's not really another one in... Well... No, not really another one. But, um... Vexed with a, a fantastic win. Carl Anderson took on Mike Bennett. These two have wrestled all over the world. This was uh, one of their great classics. For sure, I thought Mike Bennett actually was able to, was going to be able to pull off the victory, and then Machine Gun Carl Anderson drops the hammer and gets it done. Uh, 
just because, once again, this is the only show that will probably mention Jason Hotch. He took on Bupender Gujar. Uh, Jason Hotch was the gut check winner, the recent gut check winner, and fantastic for him. That uh, That's twice now I've said his name, and he uh, had a pretty good match with Bupender. Uh, with Myers looking looking along, uh, Myers and Bupender get into it after the match. At some point, they're going to uh, go for Myers' internet championship. But, uh, you know, good showcase for Bupender. And Jason Hotch looks like he's going to be a pretty good wrestler. Vincent ran his mouth and somehow got a match with Josh Alexander. Uh, Josh Alexander ends up with the win. Vincent, though, really good worker. I could see him splitting off and maybe doing something different, but uh, we'll see about that because Honor No More is kind of all over the place. Now, Eddie Edwards come out to confront Josh Alexander, and halfway through his speech about why he was going to beat Josh Alexander at the upcoming event, uh, Heath comes out and drops him with uh, his, uh, it's a zigzag, but I don't remember what he calls it. Uh, we see Moose and Macklin fighting Callahan outside of the arena. That later leads to Callahan coming in with barbed wire strapped all uh, like wrapped all around his torso and head and he calls them out into uh, some sort of barbed wire death match or so, I don't it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a mess. We saw the debut, or the debut, the uh, the the newest match of, of Jessica, who used to be Havoc. Uh, she took on Alicia Edwards. Of course, she ends up with the win in that one. Rosemary was kind of stunned with the way things went. But uh, it, it's something different. Havoc has played bruisers and brawlers so much that, that she's like this fun-loving, skips-to-the-ring Jessica. It's, it's refreshing. It's different. And then the main event, we got Violent by Design versus the Time Machines. The Time Machine, the Time Machines is Kushida and the Motor City Machine Guns. And they pick up the victory. And uh, it, was, it was a good, solid match. It really was. And that is going to do it for this week's edition of Strong Style. Thanks for joining us. As always, like I said, we've got UFC Saturday night. You've got Clash at the Castle Saturday. You, on, on Sunday, you've got AEW All Out. Should be fantastic. Tons of great action. And beyond that, we are out of time. So we will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. Go watch wrestling. Go watch fighting. <laughs>